Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod Presents Tuka and Bird Pod. Today, we will be talking about season two, episode one of Tuka and Birdie, Bird Mechanics. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I am doing well. It took us a very long time to get started because my internet was a disaster, but we are here. It is season two. It's happening. And how would you say that makes you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Just some therapy humor. It's clear that this internet is a toxic influence in my life. You should cut it out. (laughs) I really should. I really should. Kirsten, big news on your end. You found your university degree. (laughs) Yes. I know. It was on this very podcast and I said, I... I don't think I have my university degree anymore. Maybe my ex stole it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I found it today in the very bottom of a Rubbermaid bin of like miscellaneous items. It is a box that has been packed since I moved to BC in June of 2020. It is the only box that never got unpacked at my last apartment. (laughs) And it is the last box that got unpacked in this apartment, which means that's right. I'm fully unpacked only four months after moving in um (laughs) four months jesus christ (laughs) um four and a half wow wait no wait september october no it's been about three months actually in a few days it will have been three months um but still i'm all unpacked Um, i still have some things to make it a little bit less of a shithole in here (laughs) which i think is my goal i feel like i like get into places where I'm like oh this is temporary I don't have to Mm -hmm. treat it like my home and make it nice but it's like actually no matter how long you stay somewhere making it nice is something that you deserve and I deserve to have a nice place to come home to that has been our situation as well where we're like oh like who knows how long we'll be in this apartment so we never bothered to get plants or anything and it's just very sterile (laughs) well you've been there for uh over a year Mm-hmm. Over and I year, highly and like, oh, doubt you're going to gonna be moving anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, no. Like no, with no. the current market, I think you're locked and loaded. So I think it's it's you're safe to buy some plants. I think we're safe to buy some plants. Maybe even a book, something, something to make it a little homier around here. Maybe like some knickknacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were some knickknacks that came with the apartment. No, but like mm-hmm. your own knickknacks, not yeah. like Scrabble letters that say love. <laughs> There's literally, literally in this very room, a picture on the wall that says, the, chase the sun. And then one over there that says, love the sea. <laughs> okay, well, at least that's topical for Vancouver. I guess so. Chase the sun because it's never out. I mean, it's out sometimes. We just had a pretty nice summer. Yeah, true. And it was sunny today, even though it was snowy. Yeah, but summer's over because it snowed. <laughs> F this. Yeah. yeah. No My good. boss yesterday was like, it's snowing. And I was like, probably 50 feet away from him. And I went, no, no. I was horrified. I was like, why yeah. did I move here? I actually went yeah. to his office to look out the window because my office, yeah, I don't have an office with a window. <laughs> and I went, why the fuck did I move here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I heard from my mother that it is apparently like 17 degrees at night still out there and like 20 during the day. Like, What is happening? I thought we were on the warm coast. Climate change, baby. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I guess that's what's happening. It's okay. There's going to be periods this winter when it is like absolutely frigid back home Mm -hmm. and it will be quite pleasant here in comparison. Don't worry. Yes, yes. That's right. I have friends here that 
like running for some reason. Mm. They're bad people. So totally. they are talking about doing a half marathon in February. And I was like, true, that's something you can do here. They want to run a okay well you know what it takes all kinds but they do sound like toxic (laughs) people that you should be cutting out of your life i agree what is a toxic influence (laughs) (laughs) but yes and school's good school's fine yeah you don't have to learn anymore right that's right i don't have to learn we had a lecture today where i was like "Eh, yes i don't have to pay attention (laughs) i love that for you personally yeah it's great Just fill in the seat at this point. (laughs) I love to see it. I'm in a 10-week course at work, Mm, and it's two hours a week on Wednesdays, and it's done at the end of this month. And I, it's a break week this week. This is the one week where there's no session, I guess, because of the long weekend or whatever. But they had set up another session of like a really in demand, like one day session that is really hard to get into. And so I, uh, and they were like, yeah, it's special just for the people doing this. You can sign up for this like one time session to fill in the week that we don't have a session. So I was all registered. I logged in today to do the pre-work and I realized that it is a three hour course, not a two hour course. And it was like, you should be ready to be fully engaged with this, not doing anything else and cameras on the entire time for three hours. And I said, I'm dropping it. So I'm not taking it and I will not have a course tomorrow. So good for you, man. Wow. No, I found out this week also. Similarly, I very intentionally signed up for I have one class left in this PhD program and I very specifically was like, I'm going to take this one that is 90 minutes a week on Zoom. That sounds very good. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday they changed it to three hours a week in person from 4 p.m. to 7 (laughs) p.m. Never mind. I will be taking something else. Thank you. Ugh, a nightmare. 7 p.m. in the dead of winter. Ugh. It's like they want you to die. Like, I don't (laughs) understand. I feel like it's a very clever move if you really didn't want someone to take your class. <laughs> you can be like, I'll put it at a terrible time. And yeah, then but no then you have to teach it. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I'll have fewer people. It's less work, less grading. Mm, I don't know. In mm. my first year of university, I took French, which was from five to eight on Tuesdays and Thursdays at night. Mm-hmm. Um, in my first semester of university, never making that mistake again. True. But the alternative was every day at 9 a.m. Like it was mm-hmm. either every day at 9 a.m. or twice a week from 5 to 8. And so I was yeah. like, well, obviously 5 to 8. Yeah. I did go yeah. more often than I would have to a 9 a.m. class, but I don't know any. <laughs> oh. It is funny. Like I had kind of forgotten that they had weird night class options in undergrad. I took, I think I took a macroeconomics class from 7 to 10 on Monday nights. U of C <laughs> didn't have anything at 7 p.m. Oh, wait, no. They might maybe film studies was seven to ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never took it. Mm-mm. I by the end of my undergrad, I had it down to a science. I would have my classes. I would have my two classes on Tuesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I would have a once a week class on Wednesdays, and then I would have a either an online class or mm. a once a week class on either Monday or Friday so that I would always have a three-day weekend and nice. in the best case scenario, a four-day weekend mm-hmm. for the last like two years of my degree, which I needed because I was working two jobs. So like, yes, it's not like I had spare time, but it was <laughs> way better than trying to take like three classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and mm-hmm. then two classes, yeah. Tuesday. Blech. 
Mm. Yeah, I took one extra class in the summer of my final year so that I would be able to have four day weekends every single week. It yes. was glorious. I have come to the realization, not the realization, I've come to the conclusion that next year when the application cycle opens, I'm going to apply to grad school. No, Kirsten, don't do it. So oh, I'm not God. looking forward to that. But no. it's time. I need Is to. It? I've been putting it off too long. I'm not getting a PhD. I'm just going to get a master's. Master's of what? Likely policy studies or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Because it will help with like, getting a better government yeah. job. Yeah. And they do... They do... Uh, adjust your salary in line with more credentials. At least you're kind of guaranteed a return in that way. And I work for the government. So I, if I don't like slam it to get it done fast and just do it while I work, I can get it paid for. So yeah, Mm. I just, it's time, but I don't, I've been putting it off for so long because I just like don't wanna. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> I don't know anyone in grad school that's like, oh, I love my life, you know? I look back on my master's, though, and I'm like, that was okay. It's only two years. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, compared to your PhD, that was okay. It's not the same. <laughs> True. Plus, I was young and full of energy. Yeah, I'm already old and dead inside. <laughs> I waited too long. Can I even learn anymore? <laughs> no. I can tell you that quite comfortably. <laughs> I can't learn anymore. Mm-mm, no. Oh my god, it's over. <laughs> Your brain is just fully done now. <laughs> She's cooked. It's mm-hmm. done anyways. Yeah. That's our life updates. Should we talk about what time it is right now? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> yeah, so literally it feels like the middle of the night. And this recording got pushed for a variety of reasons, but <laughs> it is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. It is 8.13 p.m. in the Pacific time zone where we are. It is 11.13 p.m. in New York. It is 4.13 a.m. in London. And it is 12.13 p.m. noon on Wednesday, November 9th in Hong Kong. Wow. The times aren't adding up anymore because <laughs> people don't coordinate their daylight savings saving. time ending. <laughs> yeah, fair. I don't know. Anyways. Nothing makes sense anymore. I love standard time and I'm glad we're back in it and I'm grateful for my hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. And that was what time is it right now presented by Brian Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm... Uh, now the time can stay here and just never change it again. That's what mm-hmm. I would like. Yes. You famously would prefer that we stay in standard time forever. Yes. And there are famously several scholarly articles that indicate that it's way better for our health to stay in standard time than to go into daylight savings time forever. So all of you daylight savings time truthers, first of all, half of you don't even know which one is daylight savings time and which <laughs> one is standard time. So you look like clowns. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you're wrong. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, I just really want us to stop switching. I do hate it. This one felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't too bad. I literally slept in later than I ever do on a Sunday, even with the extra hour. It was yeah. magnificent. <laughs> I saw a thing online that was like, maybe we should stop arguing if an hour of sunlight before work or after work is better and instead argue for a system where we are not working for all but one hour <laughs> of the day that has sun. 
I was like, yes, that that one. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Really makes you think. Really makes you think. Oh, God. Should we talk about some holidays? Yes. November 15th. Yes. This is going to come out on November 15th, 2022. And there are a lot of holidays. The first one I can already say we don't partake. It's American Enterprise Day, which I think is about businesses in America. So just like American capitalism. No, thank you. No, thank you. We're switching to a system that lets us not work (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Exactly. It is also America Recycles Day. So I think it's a day, it's a day when people pledge to recycle. It's the only nationally recognized day promoted, dedicated to promoting recycling in the United States. Hmm. I say take it a step further. Actually do recycle. Yeah, I I like that. I actually, um, I do also recycle. So do that. I mean, yes, most of our recycling ends up in the ocean anyways, because we sell it to China. But like, I'm doing my part. Um, And some of it gets recycled. (laughs) Yeah, some of it is getting there, not just staying on a garbage barge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then, and also like, people will be like, oh, I can just throw away my compost because it decomposes. False. Because garbage dumps are so compressed, there is no oxygen. So things mm-hmm. don't decompose. They just stay there forever. So compost, yeah. too. If you if you have the resources, just it's good to compost. That's right. It is also clean out your refrigerator day, <laughs> which I should partake in. Mm, always a good idea. Give it a nice wipe. Make sure there's no old leftovers in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm pretty good about maintaining a clean fridge to no one's surprise, I suppose. I have, you're going to be horrified to hear this. I had a salsa spill in my fridge and I just Uh haven't been able to face like wiping up the remnants of the salsa out of the bottom of the fridge. There's no chunks or anything. It's just like a line of red like salsa juice. (laughs) And I, every time I open my fridge, I'm like, it would take two seconds for me to like pull out the drawer and wipe this up off the bottom. And then I decide i don't see it and close mm. the door it's, i know i'm you, i i'm disgusting i know but i'm being uh, real with the horse girls today that's okay i support you <laughs> if you were ever coming over i the deep clean i would have to do on my home before you could walk <laughs> in the door like my home isn't even that like thoughtless or anything well i mean and i know that you would never put your own standards onto my home you would be also like true. Oh, uh this is fine but also like it's just hard when you have two cats in a one-bedroom apartment. Like, I feel like it just gets dusty. It just gets, I don't know. But I've, I'm getting, oh, wait, I'm getting a new vacuum, and it should be coming tomorrow. So that, vacuum. I think it's going to change my life, and everything is going to be better once I have this new vacuum. <laughs> Apparently, that's how it works when you're about to be 30, is you're like, yes, that is this vacuum works. will change my life. It kind of does work that way in the sense that when we were living in Toronto, I can't remember what Cam needed a good vacuum for. I feel like he had like picked up something that made the his car very messy. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so he asked to borrow his mom's vacuum. Probably a house plant. There was probably soil probably. in the car. Actually, yeah, because he had moved all of my plants from Ottawa. So it was probably Aww, that. sweet boy. <laughs> yeah, so it was probably that. But anyway, we ended up with his mom's vacuum and we just never returned it for like four months or something Mm -hmm. because she had another one she was like this is my crappier one but it was like an old stand-up dyson and boy did that change our lives 
Yeah, it's like the one I have right now is like a stick vacuum that I just bought mm-hmm. on Amazon. And it's like, it's better than your average stick vacuum. Like the one I have yes. right now isn't horrible, but it's not great at getting like the really little pieces or like getting mm-hmm. into corners and stuff. And yeah. so I've ordered a shark three-in-one stick vacuum, yes. cordless baby. I hear good um, things about the shark. My boyfriend has this exact vacuum and <laughs> has had it for months. So I know that it stands up because they do a good job vacuuming their home and it works really well. Right, uh, so it's coming soon. I'm going to be able to get into all the nooks and crannies. Everything is going to be so much cleaner. It's going to give me a passion for cleaning. Like, my life is going to be different. (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) It's going to clean out the salsa. (laughs) Well, no, that's, that's, I I literally, I I could do it with a Lysol wipe. Like, it's not like a chunky, disgusting mess. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is that the fridge is so cold that it doesn't make a smell. So I just like don't care about it when the door is closed. But then I open the door and I'm like, oh, I care about this so much. Let me close the door so I don't have to care anymore. I'm disgusting. I'm literally disgusting. I'm sorry, everybody. It's okay. I'm better when I have a roommate. If I have someone else that it needs, I like, I care more about someone else having a clean environment than myself. So (laughs) I do a better job if I have a roommate, but whatever. It's day of the imprisoned writer. But what does it mean? I have no information. What? It recognizes and supports writers who resist repression of the basic human right of freedom of expression. So it's to increase the awareness of persecution of writers and people who, I guess, are in prison because of free speech. Okay. It is important. We will celebrate that. It is George Belvin Day. Classic George. So this is a name that is often used in it's a pseudonym in theater so like if one actor plays the same part two times like the second person might be put in as george spelvin huh or like if there's someone that comes up in dialogue but is never shown on stage and sometimes will be george spelvin huh didn't know i did spend never a good heard of time it. in a theater <laughs> yeah how did you not know that <laughs> amazing really oh my god it is I Love to Write Day, so that goes right with Day of the Imprisoned Writer. We will mm-hmm. celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I do not love to write my assignment. But I bet you love to write all kinds of other things. Sure. <laughs> it is Little Red Wagon Day. Did you ever have a little red wagon? Can't say that I did, but I appreciate the symbolism. <laughs> yeah, I never had a wagon, and I always wanted a wagon. I thought yeah, it would be cute. so... And, like, in theory, it's, like really what's the purpose of a wagon it's like a stroller when you're too old to have a stroller like i don't <laughs> understand why like as a child i was like yeah i want a wagon but <laughs> you're right, just that. like you don't have a purse at that point but you need to have all this important <laughs> stuff to carry around <laughs> like, like exactly it's like oh yeah i've got this rock that i found mm-hmm. on the beach which exactly. by the way the amount of times my belt bag is just full of rocks when we get back from somewhere <laughs> is actually so stupid <laughs> I have several um, rocks lying around, usually in coat pockets. That's like the one personal thing you have in your apartment, yeah. rocks. True, honestly. <laughs> she get a nice jar for them. I should. It's National Bunt Day. Very relevant for Toucanbury. Croons. Croons. It. Oh, Jesus, why are there so many? It is <laughs> National Entrepreneurs Day, as well as National Philanthropy Day. I think those two things are at odds. 
It is National Raisin Bran Cereal Day. I bet you nope. love Raisin Bran, I don't you? And don't like raisins. I also hate raisins. And last year, in an attempt to become an adult, I just bought a box of bran flakes. No raisin, <laughs> just bran flakes. I have not even opened the bag inside mm-hmm. the box. Like, Why I've never even you? tried it. Why did I buy it? Like, I don't, I like bran. Like, I like a bran muffin that sure. doesn't have raisins in it. So I was like, oh, I'll like these bran flakes. I haven't even tried them because I, I was like, I'm going to buy Fruit Loops instead because I'm yeah. 30 and I can buy whatever cereal I want. That's exactly right. You're not going to like these stupid bran flakes. <laughs> But then I was offering my boyfriend cereal and he was like, I was like, I have bran. He's like, raisin bran? And I was like, no, bran, no raisins. And he's like, what is wrong with you? Like, I was like, but why? What is wrong with you? You like raisins. Like, who's in the wrong here? It's you. <laughs> it is National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. You know what? I think I've had a hermit cookie. And I bet you didn't like it because it has raisins in it. Really? Well, then probably not. It says the spicy hermit cookie, which is often known as the hermit cookie, is a soft and chewy cookie made with brown sugar and raisins that is flavored with salt and spices like nutmeg, cinnamon, cloves, and allspice. They mm-hmm. often also include nuts and in Canada are commonly made with dates. They are cut into squares. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking at a picture of these cookies and I think everything about them sounds good except for the raisins and I've definitely eaten this before. Mm-hmm. I understand. I, everything but the reason sounds delightful. I have not had one before. It is pack your mom's lunch day. Okay. I can't partake because my mom is dead, but thanks, checkiday.com. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Bullshitholidays.com. Um, yeah, what the fuck? You're really rubbing it in your face. <laughs> I, why do I think it's so funny to be like, I don't have a mom? Ha ha ha. What the fuck? Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, and you can't pack your mom's lunch because she lives far away. So very far rude away. to both of us. We will not be partaking. If you can partake, you should pack your mom's lunch because some of us don't have lo- moms or proximity to our moms. And we would love to pack them a lunch. That's a great call. So appreciate it. I'm well, you have the dick. chance. <laughs> Oh, God. Again, literally, soon people are going to be like, oh, whatever, orphan, and just ignore (laughs) me, like, literally. Oh, God. (laughs) It's also Steve Irwin Day to celebrate the life and legacy of Steve Irwin, also known as the Crocodile Hunter. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when he died, kind of. It was a stingray. Yeah. On September 4th, 2006. 2006. Wow, I would have thought before yeah. that. The stingray pierced his heart and he died of <laughs> cardiac arrest. Damn, yeah. that stingray was like, we are done. We are done. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Oof. those are the holidays. I'm sorry. There were so many of them. When <laughs> I opened okay. the page, it didn't look like it was that many. But then there was like 700. That's okay. I think we got caught up talking about vacuums. You're right. We are kind of talking about a lot of things because we're pals and that's what <laughs> pals are. do. That's right. Also, like, should get into Duke and Birdie. Mm-hmm. This episode hurt my feelings. So I, like, don't want to talk about it. Yeah, tough one. Tough one for a lot of reasons. But like, on I both sides, them. therapy and online dating. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Stop attacking me. Side note, this weekend. Okay, so this story does not make this person come off well, but... That's fine. (laughs) A friend 
has a boyfriend who said this weekend, I said something about, don't worry, whatever trauma I was talking about, I was like, don't worry, I'll get into it on Tuesday in therapy. And he goes, you're in therapy? You seem so put together. And I said, that's because I'm in therapy. <laughs> but not a great response. <laughs> like, you seem simply too together to be in therapy. Listen. being in therapy. Normalize being in therapy. I quit therapy because I think my therapist was a charlatan, <laughs> but I think the concept of therapy is great. And one day mm-hmm. I hope to go back if I can afford it because it's also extremely expensive. It is. And our coverage is very not good. I do find the word charlatan very funny. And you think that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I was like, I'm dealing with a lot of grief at this time of year because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And she said, have you ever gone to a medium? I think that qualifies as a charlatan. I agree. She's like, I happen to know one. She's like, also, let me recommend these two to you. Here's their emails. But then when I tried Googling them, I was like, I can't find any evidence of these people. And like, maybe that means they're like the most legit mediums true but maybe it means they're like the least legit and also you can get really addicted to going to mediums and i don't think that's the right way to grieve so i had to quit therapy i told her i was having financial trouble which like is also true but i didn't want to fully break up with her because i have anxiety (laughs) which is why i was in therapy i get it get it anyway should we talk about this episode what did you think of this episode yeah i liked it it like you said it hurt our feelings (laughs) But I really liked it. I think I wasn't sure if there would be a noticeable change between the Adult Swim version and the Netflix version. And I don't feel like I noticed much of a change, really. But I felt like this, in a positive way, I felt like the two stories tied together in a way that they sometimes didn't in the first season, where I think it was mm-hmm. like, this is a Birdie episode, or like, this is a Tuca episode. And I think they've done a good job of balancing it in this episode. And that makes me very optimistic for the rest of the season. I agree completely. I feel like even it's interesting because I know it's like the same people making the show, Mm -hmm. but it felt like the art was a little bit more sophisticated. It felt like the animation was even like a little bit smoother. So Mm -hmm. I think maybe maybe adults would put a little bit more money into it than Netflix did or something like that. Because like I know it's the same people like the art is still the same beautiful art Mm -hmm. by Lisa Hanemal, but it just it seemed crisper and smoother somehow. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought it looked really good and was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is all the same people, right? But I wondered if maybe they were just kind of finding their footing in the second season or if Mm -hmm. they got more money or something. But it just it really works nicely. Yeah, it looked wonderful. And it again, hurt our feelings. That's right. So bird mechanics. The episode starts with Birdie and her first ever therapy session. Hard to imagine she's never been to therapy before. (laughs) But yet also seems so very real. Yes. And also, I guess, like, all of her coping mechanisms are just like, let me flee and not acknowledge any of my trauma. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. Yeah. Her behavior is that of someone who should be in therapy. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, when they ask her why she's there, she's like... Oh, basically, like, severe panic attacks because of my severe anxiety and repressed trauma. So lots of good reasons. Yeah, and the person's like, okay, well, that's standard stuff. Uh, Tell Mm -hmm. me about the people closest to you. What did you think of how Birdie describes Tuca versus how she describes Speckle? Because I I, I did not like it. I guess in the sense that it's not very complimentary of speckle (laughs) 
Well, yeah, literally, she's like, okay, Tuka's my best friend. We hang out constantly. She knows all three of my secrets. She's my person, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I would elect her president, blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, and Speckle, he's my boyfriend of five years and we live together. That's it? That's all you've That's got? It. Yeah. No, I have 30. the same thing noted down. And obviously, it's quite telling where it's like, yeah, even just the, like, she knows all three of my secrets. That really tickled me. But yeah, then it's just yeah. like, oh, and Speckle, we live together. It's like, okay, that doesn't speak very highly of your relationship. Not good. It is not good. And this therapist says, Tuka is a toxic influence. You have to cut her out of your life. Yeah. Your names sound weird together. Tuka and Birdie. Tuka and Birdie. Birdie, Birdie and Tuka? <laughs> How would you even say it? <laughs> what would that even be like? Yeah. And Birdie's like, uh, I'm going to cut Tuka out. And she's like, yeah, and ditch the boyfriend too. Do a full relationship reset. Yeah. That doesn't seem like good advice. <laughs> Uh, especially two minutes into a therapy session. Yeah, true. And then she's like, oh, I like specialize in severing attachments. And hadn't you heard that? And she's like, no, the friend who recommended me to you cut me out of her life. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we decided you were not a good presence. Mm-hmm. Your energy was negative to her growth. Disgusting. But yes, so can you imagine a therapist? She's like, yes, I specialize in severing attachments. Like, <laughs> I feel like you need so much therapy before you can even determine if an attachment should be severed in most circumstances. I mean, some, I guess, are probably immediately obvious as, like, pretty bad, but still. No, I agree. I see my therapist every two weeks and have been seeing her every two weeks for almost two years. And I feel like there are still things I'm like, do you know about this? Have I talked about this person yet? (laughs) Like, You can only cover so much ground in an hour every two weeks. You're right. And I feel like just depends on if you have a real therapist or a charlatan who knows how to ask the right <laughs> questions. That's it. <laughs> so Bertie says, who knew finding a therapist would be this hard? And I was like, literally the most relatable thing in the entire universe. Yeah. I, I also think it's really funny that the therapist is like, yes, cut me out of your life. Incredible. But it, it also felt super relatable because I do feel like everyone does the same thing where you go on the like psychology today website and do the therapist search or whatever. And mm-hmm. you're just looking at pictures and the brief little bios, it feels exactly like online dating. And you're just mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to pick someone. I just I'm going to look at them and hope I get a good vibe. I don't know. That is exactly yeah. how I found my therapist. But like uh, my in any situation like that, like even like massage therapy and stuff, yes. my sister always chooses the second most best looking person. Because the <laughs> best looking person maybe doesn't have to be good at what they do because mm. they're the best looking person. The second best looking person probably has to be good at what they do. I sometimes wonder about this because a few of the places that I have gone recently for haircuts, they've been like, who do you want to be your stylist? I'm like, should I pick the person with the best hair? You should pick the person with the hair most like what you want. Ah, smart. Oh, that's such a good call. Because they'll understand. Like, you Mm. could, there could be someone great and they're really good at hair, but they're like really into doing neon colors and like really modern cuts. Mm -hmm. You want someone with the old, just like a classic long hair. Yeah normal no nonsense hair (laughs) and i don't and i'm not saying that with any like meanness or anything because it's the same as me like when i found my hairdresser here and she had long blonde hair i was like she gets Mm -hmm. it she knows what i want she can give me what i want because she has what i want i do remember i had a friend in ottawa who went to get her haircut one time and she was like this is the best haircut I've ever had because the person that she went to knew how to cut specifically curly hair and she mm-hmm. was like this is the first time I've ever had a hairdresser who knew that there was a difference <laughs> yes cur- curly hair you have to be really careful and find someone who specializes in curly cuts mm-hmm. yes definitely 
That's our PSA. <laughs> That's our PSA. We find out that Tuka has a really good method of storing her bad feelings in upside down cups behind her toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just screams them into the cup. I guess she just goes like, ah, and then writes on the cup what her yeah, bad feeling was. like breathes it in almost. Mm-hmm. She has so many, so many cups back there. It's all of her feelings. Yeah, true. I have a feeling, this is my prediction, is that those feelings are going to become unturned and exposed at some point. Yes, I agree. Especially the one that we see at the end. It feels like that's going to, she's going to get caught, <laughs> this feeling. Mm-hmm. Birdie thinks she just needs one to two therapy sessions and it will just fix her and she'll be fine and she won't need any therapy anymore. Yeah, not the way that therapy works, especially when you're being like, I have repressed trauma, severe panic attacks and major anxiety. It's like, yeah, this probably is going to take a couple sessions. And also she's like, yeah, my brains are broken. I just need someone to fix them. It's like, yeah, they usually don't just like fix you. Yeah, unfortunately, they can't. Uh, I w- Listen, the minute that's available, I'm first in line, baby. I'm ready to go. But it's just <laughs> not in existence yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Tuka talks about hating online dating. She's looking at all the people. And I really love she says that her heart is like a training bra. Like it's already full. She doesn't need anything else. And she even specifically says like I am too full of loving you to love anyone else. Yeah, she does say that very specifically. And also, they're like, you still wear a training bra? She goes, I'm still learning. And just the delivery on it killed me. So funny. Um, I think she probably could use some more support. But mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know. Unless she doesn't want it, in which case, let your freak flag fly. Let the the titties be free. That's right. Even if they want to jump off your body, <laughs> <laughs> go get drunk. <laughs> yeah. So Birdie goes to another therapist. This is, I believe, Doctor Joanne. Yes. She also talks about listening to a podcaster named Doctor Esther Emu, who I assume is supposed yes. to be Esther Perel. <laughs> Listen, I don't know who that person is. You're person. Have to tell me. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, uh. No, I love her so much. So she is this Belgian therapist. She specializes in relationship therapy. She has two podcasts. The first one of which is called Where Should We Begin? And you are literally listening to a one-off couples counseling session that she runs out of her New York office. And she's incredible. And she has this like similar accent to what this person has. She's wonderful. She also has two books. She talks a lot about like how relationships are hard in this day and age where it's like you want someone to be your everything because we're living in a reality where we're like, we want them to be our best friend and our protector and keep us safe and also make us feel secure, but also be exciting and challenge us and surprise us and keep us on our toes and be wonderful and how hard that is. And she talks about like ways to navigate that with your partner and it's wonderful. Okay, well, that does sound wonderful. I'll I'll give <laughs> her podcast a listen. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really sorry that I didn't know. That's okay. That's okay. I feel like it's important that you know about her because I love her so much. You can just listen to her TED talk. That's also very good. It's I'm never gonna listen to a TED talk. <laughs> I like. I think I need to be very clear. I'm yeah. never listening to any TED talk. I think she's maybe one of three TED talks I've listened to in my entire <laughs> life because I was like, how can I get more Esther Perel? She has this wonderful voice. So I've also listened to the audiobook of her most recent mm-hmm. book. She's wonderful. But yeah, the podcast is so good. I listened to so, <laughs> it was like early COVID days and I discovered her podcast and I listened to like 12 episodes in a row or something on one day and they were all couples therapy episodes. And I made some comment about my mental health feeling bad. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you shouldn't listen to so many episodes about people with damaged relationships. 
Ugh. Yeah, see, I that's the thing. Listening to something like that could make you better, but also could make you worse. And I don't want to get worse in relationships. I only want to get better. I, you know. I think she only has wonderful advice to give. And some of the couples, um, you're like, oh, they're, they were doomed anyway. You, okay, you do not watch 90 Day Fiance, obviously. I do not, but I am have, rather familiar with the podcast. <laughs> have, yeah, do you listen to the podcast? Not the always, ITV? but I've listened to a um, couple of seasons. The last two episodes, Liana was on with Puya, and for the people listening, Puya and Liana are married and are couple goals, honestly. Mm-hmm. They have a really healthy relationship. Their communication is amazing. But listening to Liana talk about relationships mm-hmm. just, like, scratches my brain in a good way. I think you should listen to last week's episode. I think you'd really like it. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, no, I'm happy to listen anytime. It's, uh, they do good work over there. <laughs> Great work over on the 90 Day Fiance Rehab Up. Plugging cross all promotion. <laughs> we, I believe Sam Stanish called that a drive-by plug. Yes, yes, I did see that. <laughs> but yeah, so Bertie goes to see Dr. Joanne, and Dr. Joanne is like, like that's fine you can explore different therapists like you can see what works for you like if you want to be a cognitive behavioral slut like that's fine <laughs> yes I love that it was so good yeah and and this is where we get introduced the idea too of Bertie being like the main source of my anxiety right now is it's almost our anniversary dinner and Speckle wants it to be perfect and I'm feeling very intimidated and if everything doesn't go perfectly I'm worried I'm gonna have a panic attack at the restaurant and she starts ripping out her feathers yeah, she does a lot of feather ripping in this episode. It made me very sad. And she starts talking about how she's damaged. She's a haunted house. The more she lets people in, the worse it gets. And they do a really cool anima- animation of Bertie like turning into a haunted house, mm-hmm. which looks really cool. And Dr. Joanne says, like, you don't have to fix yourself before you let them in. Like, you can let mm-hmm. them in. They love you for you. And Bertie's like, I could not fix myself, not in therapy. Like, I'm gonna, like, I, I'm fixing to fix myself, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. go see other therapists. Yes, exactly. And then Dr. Joanne is like, okay, we had 20 minutes left, so do you want to watch pottery cringe videos with me? I love, she's like laughing, and Bertie's like not understanding it. She's like, look, it was a beautiful pot, and now it's destroyed. <laughs> she's like, now it's just mud. <laughs> so stupid meanwhile should we just rip through the tuca of yeah, it all I think so. yeah. there's not a lot more there i guess until it converges so tuca arranged a bunch of online dates all in one place to come on the sex bus which is a not on tv not recorded <laughs> competition so that they can compete for tuca's casual interest Yes. And there's an old person on the bus who's like, I was just waiting for my bus. Like, why do I have to be part of this? He's like, I'm just trying to get home. One person has a bad personality and voice and gets eliminated and is made to drive the bus. <laughs> and it's, yeah, so they're, it's Nicole Byer's voice, um, mm-hmm. but like making a funny voice, not like her normal yes. voice. And Tuka's like, ugh, no, you're out. It's your voice and your look. <laughs> and then she starts saying something. She's like, and your personality. Ugh, <laughs> you can drive the bus. <laughs> yeah, and the, this bird is like, maybe in the end you'll realize it was me you loved all along. She's like, no, definitely not. Yeah, that will not be happening. She instantly got the ick. Mm-hmm. So over the course of Sex Bus, we see a couple of eliminations. First is someone who painted a toucan, and it's just a picture of a toucan. Mm -hmm. And Tuca says, it's technically perfect, but where is the soul? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's basically just a photograph of a toucan. It's, it's, it's literally like a photograph in real life of a toucan <laughs> in this cartoon program. Yes, technically proficient. It made me laugh really hard. Uh-huh. Um, I liked it. Then there's a plot line of, oh, there's a bomb on the bus, but it was really mm-hmm. just a lip bomb. Yes, and yeah. there's this guy who's like, mm, I don't understand. And Tuca's like, get out of here, logic police. I don't date cops anymore. Yes anymore yeah they're the i think it's like the second to last or maybe the last elimination is the turkey girl from the rave oh yes but before that there's the announcer guy um, oh yes uh tuka says sorry i don't want to be soothed by a male baritone i want to be agitated <laughs> yes very good i love that line. i love that i want to be agitated line is so funny to me mm-hmm. but yes then it's the turkey from mm-hmm. the club and yes. As she says, how do you feel about broccoli? And the person's like, I love it. Wrong answer. There's only room for one broccoli lover in my life. And that's my friend Birdie. (laughs) Yeah. And this mechanic wins. She's like a therapist for your car. She is. She's like a therapist for your car. And she has a nice voice. And I like her. And they have a flat tire on the bus. And the mechanic helps fix it. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have a little a little kiss. Nifty. Nifty. <laughs> the mechanic is voiced by Lily Gladstone, who is known for being in Billions, oh. in Certain Women, which I've never heard of, Mm-mm. First Cow, Winter in the Blood. Okay. Not a ton of credits, but definitely a few credits that at least we would know of. Yeah. Yeah, and this mechanic is like, this made it low pressure for me. Like, I didn't mind being part of your weird reality dating show because it kept things chill. Yes, exactly. And Tuka's like, yeah, it avoided, like, awkward first date silences. And then in silence, she's like, but maybe they're not so bad. And then they have a little kiss. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess we'll get back to that at the end. Bernie is sitting in her office looking on the website for the therapist, and she literally books an appointment with every therapist. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, she books like 20 of them by accident. It's like, your therapy starts in 10 minutes, and she basically just spends the rest of the day going to different therapists. She invokes a yes. psycho- psych emergency, a psychological emergency. Yeah, she goes to her boss and is like, it's a psychological emergency. I need to take the day off. And he's like, oh, I'm so proud of you for like taking your mental health seriously. Uh, I'm like a British, I'm British over 60, so I've never been to therapy before. And then he like cries about his ex-wife. Yeah. It's like, I'm very happy. A single tear. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. I think he should take a day to go to therapy. I agree. So she goes to a couple of therapists. One of them says, oh, here's a crystal to hold when you feel anxious. And she's like, well, can I keep this? And I'm like, I'll add it to your bill. Yeah. (laughs) Second therapist tells her, like, oh, when you feel anxious, I like to name, like, colors in the room. But it's, like, a Mm -hmm. blue bird and the whole room is blue. So they're just, like, blue, blue, blue. (laughs) Yeah. She says she wants a surefire way to fix panic attacks by 6 p.m. today. So she's just trying to find a quick fix and no good. Yes. The next therapist we see is, like, very needy, but also (laughs) is, like, just, like, think positive. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And... So Bertie writes down like what all these people are saying, but then literally crosses positive thinking off her list. She's like, mm, I'm not trying that. 
Yeah, the therapist is like, I wish I could hang out with you. You guys sound so much fun. And then she gets yeah. a text a minute later. It's like, what are you up to? And it's titled Needy Therapist. Yeah, deeply <laughs> unprofessional and inappropriate. That therapist yes. might be a charlatan. Might be a charlatan. And not, <laughs> not even the one with the crystals can top this. Yeah, right. At least the one with mm-hmm. the crystals had professional boundaries and charged yes. for the crystal. That's right. So she trips over Draca's turtles in the street and loses her notebook it flies into the arms i guess of the teenagers on the stoop (laughs) the teens are always there the teens and they're like whoa what's that and Bertie's just like listen i cannot read your tone and i do not have time to figure it out because i go what's in the notebook is it a list of things to do like do you need to buy milk (laughs) yeah and they're like why don't you go to a therapist and she sees a billboard for esther emu she's like it's a list of how to fix panic attacks. And they're like, mm-hmm. just see a mental health professional. And she says, that's yes. what I'm trying to do. The teens, they're very aware the of teens. taking they care know. of your mental health. But yeah, so she goes to Esther Emu's office and in- invokes a psychological emergency. So the receptionist <laughs> is like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, frick. And she's like... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Like, you're dressed sexy. You must have places to go, things to do. But, like, please help me. Yeah, she's like, I dress for myself, <laughs> not for anyone else. Yes. She goes, but, like, what's wrong? And and Birdie says that she's having panic attacks and she doesn't know what to do and she has to fix it in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Ezra Inu says, when you start to feel out of control, imagine the world five minutes from now when the attack is over and everything is fine. No one has ever died from a panic attack except for the people who panic while driving and they crash. <laughs> so dark. So she didn't good. have to say that part. She didn't have to. That, that part could have stayed quiet. Yep. Um, but I, other than that, I really liked that advice. I feel like that's yes. something that maybe I'll try moving forward. Imagine the world five minutes from now when everything yeah. is fine. I love that. That's really good. It's like you've survived it. It's over. I love that. That seems like, like very solid advice. I feel like it definitely would help bring down the heart rate in that type of situation if you like if you have the awareness of mind to do it because it's also not that easy when you're feeling out of control to just like implement something so also if it takes a couple of tries that's okay too yes but birdie says thank you for the advice and leaves to the restaurant they have vegetable spears on the menu so (laughs) speckles happy yes speckle calls birdie a pretty bird which famously is hazel's favorite compliment for me Aww, pretty bird. <laughs> also a pretty bird is the hot waitress at the restaurant who is literally earlier in the episode, Birdie was worried that Speckle and Tuca would leave her for like a really hot, cool bird that surfs and never shits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was surfing. That's why my feathers are so perfectly wavy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, And so when that's their server, Birdie starts panicking instantly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, let me imagine the future. And when she imagines the future, the whole restaurant is on fire. People have bleeding <laughs> eyes. Everything is horrible. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, okay, I'm feeling a bit anxious. And Speckle's like, oh, do you want me to use like the anxiety vacuum? Like, do I-? And she's like, no, don't manage this for me. Can you please just act normal and tell me about your day? And so mm-hmm. Speckle starts talking about his day. She starts trying to use the advice that she's received, repeating words back to him, looking at the colors, all of that, but it is not working. She shatters the crystal in her hand. (laughs) Like, not, that is not 
supposed to happen i'm like i know Lindsay. you probably are very skeptical about crystals um yeah it's skeptics day i have to be oh it is skeptics day i'm like (laughs) skeptical about crystals too but sometimes like see that you just hold it and it feels nice (laughs) i have two crystals yeah and they're at the end of the day you have a pretty rock on your shelf (laughs) what's wrong with that what's wrong Um, with that nothing but famously I did put my pink quartz in my purse when I went on my first date with Josh. And oh. the date went really well. Oh, my God. He's still Who's to say? Who's <laughs> to say that that's not why it worked? I mean, not me. <laughs> I guess um, me, because I'm the skeptic today. But Yeah, it's ske- I mean, but it also just, like, they're, like, cold and, like, it feels mm-hmm. nice to hold it. Smooth. So, like, yeah, exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever. They get their first course, which is a beet salad with peppers and cherries. Mm-hmm. Red, red, red. <laughs> red, red, red. And Birdie totally spins out and climbs under the table. She is super panicking. Speckle's trying to help. She tells him to go away, and we get more of the animation of her like turning into a haunted house again. Yeah, I love the the animation on that. It looks so good and cool, and I think it's so evocative too. Mm-hmm. To be like, this is how I feel. I am haunted. I'm so scary, and I don't want people coming in. I like not to get too earnest, but I feel like it really struck a nerve with me. I mm-hmm. often feel like the more people get to know me, the they'll discover that they hate me and mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that. So it really, really struck a chord with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that famous Bojack line, right? I think it's from Hollyhock where she's like, do you ever worry that to know you more is to love you less or whatever? And I constantly am concerned about that. So Mm -hmm. that's why I don't let people know me. And that's why my goal the last two years has been to work on being more vulnerable. And I am getting better at it, but it is still hard to let people in. It's always hard, I think, to be vulnerable. And I think this does a good job, too, of just reminding you, like, you can let people in before you're fixed. Yes. And who says you need to be fixed? You know, you can work. fixed anyway. Like, what does that even mean, you know? Mm -hmm. So at this time, Speckle does call Tuca. Mm -hmm. And Tuca's with the mechanic and says, I'm sorry, I've got to go. My friend is in trouble. She's having a panic attack. And the mechanic is like, oh, my God, yeah, let's go. And Tuca says, this happens, like, every week. And she's Birdie's person. She helps them. And the mechanic is like, well, if this is a pattern that, like, repeats weekly, why do you need to go to help her fellows there? Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She, like, she sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tuka does not like the, I was going to say implication, but she outright says she sounds needy. She doesn't like hearing that the mechanic thinks that Birdie is needy. And she says, no, I'm the clingy codependent one. Birdie is the sweetest and the best. And the mechanic's like, are you in love with her? She says, Birdie is a freaking sweetheart, a freaking sweetie pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love her. And we also hear that Birdie likes listening to pop songs on the radio because it makes her feel connected mm-hmm. to people, which is relevant. Yes. And the mechanic is like, I don't think you need another person in your life because you're using your friend as an excuse not to have someone in your life. So I'm out. Yeah. She says, all uh, mechanics are preachy. People don't take care of their cars. <laughs> which is true. That is very yes. true. Like, how many times do they have to show you, like, a dust-crusted filter that's, like, $30 and be like, please, your car can't breathe. And you're like, put it back. I don't want a new one. Please. And it's they're like, please, there's no air. Like, you're breathing this in. 
this filter goes into the cabin. And I'm like, no, I can't afford $40 more. <laughs> Put it back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Tuka says, fine, if that's how you feel, you're eliminated. You're out of sex bus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So under the table, Speckle is like knocking on the door of the haunted house. Like, why won't you let me in? Mm-hmm. Rudy's like, no, I'm a burden. Yeah, I hate that so much. And that was one of the things she had said to the therapist of like, I'm a burden. They're going to realize they don't want to take care of me. Speckle's going to find someone new. And then that new person is going to become Tuka's best friend. Also, I laughed every time she said burden because it has bird in the ah, word. True. It's <laughs> like enabling I- puns day. <laughs> Oh my god, look at me enabling a pun. Oh, you normally wouldn't expect that from me. No, we wow. anticipated that it would be me enabling the puns. And but look. yet you didn't even notice. I wow. Didn't. Look at you, a star. Um I'm a st- I'm enabling the pun. It's I'm aiding and abetting the That's pun. Right. So in the middle of all of this, she hears Dr. Joanne's voice. She's in a room in the house and she's saying They like you for who you are. You don't have to fix yourself to let them in. Mm -hmm. And Bertie realizes that maybe they don't mind that she's haunted because Speckle's an architect and he really likes like broken down houses and fixing them up. And Tuka loves broken like things. (laughs) Messy, dangerous places. Yeah, messy, dangerous places. Yes. And then she's like, oh, and I love this song. And it's because Tuka brought a boombox and is playing the pop song that makes her feel connected. And mm-hmm. Birdie comes out from under the table. Yes, and she says, I'm your panic mechanic. I always know just what you need. And Speckle says, and I texted Tuka. We all helped equally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Tuka looks a little bit sad because she sees the mechanic catching her bus. Yeah, but moment's over. Sorry, babe. Yeah. They leave now so that Speckle won't have to pay for parking. <laughs> and as they leave... Tuka throws the boombox, it lights the place on fire, the vegetable spears go into people's eyes so they're bleeding, and the waitress mm-hmm. shits for the first time ever. Yeah, Bertie turns out a little bit of like a seer. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's psychic, so mm-hmm. keep your eyes on that. <laughs> Tuka joins Bertie and Speckle for dinner at their place. They are eating fast food by candlelight, and <laughs> they talk about like, Brady's panic attack and Speckle says, I don't want you to have to feel like you have to suffer alone. Like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Down to build a table for it anytime. And Birdie says she's going to keep seeing Dr. Joanne. Yeah. So Dr. Joanne got through to her a little bit. So obviously they made a good connection. Yeah. And Tuka says she didn't find the person, but her day was nifty. And she leaves them alone. She goes home and she screams her feelings into a cup and labels that cup. Birdie is keeping me alone. Yeah. Which I don't think is the right framing on that because I do not think it's Birdie's fault. <laughs> no. But... Yeah. And, and this is certainly just how she's interpreted what the mechanic said of like, you don't have room in your life because mm-hmm. it's too taken up by Birdie. But Tuka needs to establish some boundaries here. This is not entirely on Birdie. And clearly we've established that they're both very codependent. So. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Do you think we'll see the mechanic again? I don't know. Yeah. But also very realistically, I looked him up on IMDb, <laughs> so I do know. But I don't know. <laughs> One episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I knew sorry it. to ruin knew it. it for you. Um, we will not be seeing the mechanic again. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, 
I was going to say, there was someone else that I wondered about that I saw the same thing and know that mm. we will not be seeing them at this season. <laughs> Damn. Wait, who was that? Dakota. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we both knew we were never going to see that again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch the post credit scene? I realized in this moment that I forgot to keep watching. So please tell me what the post credit scene was. It was just the blue doctor therapist, and he's continuing to name more blue things. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, very good. I liked that. I really liked the blue, 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 blue. Yes, incredible. I really like this episode. This is really fun. It was very fun, but also damaging. Yes, very damaging, but just a very solid episode. Yes, it was a very solid episode. It makes me very hopeful for the rest of this show. Mm-hmm. It does not make me feel hopeful that Chappelle will ever come back on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll watch a couple and see if we can get them. Yeah, I'll watch ahead a little bit. Yeah, there you go. But it's it's going to be just fine. Just fine. It's going to be just fine. We did it. Is there anything else that we need to talk about today? That's it. That's it. <laughs> no emails. Wow. No emails, no feedback. We did hit 75,000 downloads today, yeah. which is very exciting. Very exciting. If people want to become patrons, now is the moment. Yes. <laughs> now is a great time to do so. That's at patreon.com slash bojackhorsepod. We've got some great shows in there in the past and new ones will be coming soon. Gee, we're going to have to start thinking about what we do for November, eh, bud? Yeah, either bud. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. But yes, there's lots of content there and we love our patrons. We also love all of the horse girls. If you would like to hear more from Lindsay, you can listen to the podcast of tomorrow, Breaking Down Futurama. You can listen to The Simpsons Then and Now. You can listen to the What We Do in the Shadows, push a recap. I feel like it's on streaming, so people might binge it and like want to go back. And if you would like to hear more from me, you can listen to Mess Magnets, where we are breaking down pop culture, celeb gossip, trending topics, all that jazz. Uh, You can also hear me this week, well, I guess last week, Mm -hmm. on Buffy Boyfriends, breaking down season one, episode three of Buffy with friend of the pod, Sam Stanish, and his boyfriend, Mike Mm -hmm. Lawless. It was super fun. Had a great time. Definitely check that out. And And... this past (laughs) week... Over on Rob Has a Podcast, I did the feedback show with Rob Sesternino. So yes. projecting into the future that it was super fun and everyone loved it. And I got not one crumb of negative feedback because that's what my mental health needs. I'm also breaking down the real love boat over on Rob Has a Podcast with Jenny Autumn and Rob Sesternino. So busy couple weeks for old Kirstykins, but that's okay. <laughs> you can keep up with everything at Kirsten Said What. You can email us. BoJackHorsePod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at BoJackHorsePod and we will be back next week to talk about season two, episode two of Toucan Birdie, which I have not got the name (laughs) because I'm bad. And that episode is called Planto. See you then. (laughs) Bye.